0: Welcome to That Vacation Co podcast. Caleb and Chanel are here today once again, and we are continuing to tell you about our recent trip to the Orlando area. But if you notice by the music, we're not talking about Disney today. No, indeed, we have gone over to the dark side. Uh, We will be speaking about Universal Studios Florida today. Uh, This was our first trip to Universal Studios. We are by no means changing any of our handles to be that Universal Hustle or anything like that. Uh, but we wanted to share our impressions. We wanted to share our takes on it and our experiences and let you know what we thought and the things we explored, the food that we ate and all that good stuff. Uh, we, we spent our first park day of the entire trip at uh, Universal Studios Park Uh, Universal Studios Florida we went to both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure the two parks there at Universal Studios you'll have to forgive me I know that there are probably some Universal experts who are cringing at my inability to maybe say the things correct I am not as well versed in Universal as I am with Disney And so if I get some of those things wrong, you'll just have to bear with me and forgive me. This was my first time. And uh, so I probably will butcher some of that. So please bear with us and we'll share all of our highlights and and all that stuff. We'll discuss it all. And uh, hopefully this will be something you enjoy. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Chanel and she's going to kick us off.
1: Okay. So we're just going to sort of methodically go through our day as best as our memory serves us. And it shouldn't. Should be pretty easy to do because this was just a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully we're able to to do it justice. Now, I will say we conquered a lot in a short amount of time. Um, Universal Studios, the day that we were at that park, um, it was closing early for their Halloween um for their Halloween Horror Nights, is that what they call it. So that park closed at 5. So we knew we had a limited amount of time there and just overall trying to cram all we did, trying to cram two parks into one day was a lot. But our only goal was really to see the Harry Potter stuff at least for Caleb and I. Olive had some other interests. Olive likes Jurassic Park a good bit. She's interested in Minions and things like that which we did not actually have time to do. But um so we Try to get a lot in a short amount of time. So uh, the first thing I want to do is give our overall impression of the of the arrival process to Universal and and just going through um, going through entering the park. Like this was the first time for us ever. Um, and before we actually entered the park, we went to their equivalent of Disney Springs. I can't quite remember what it's called. City Walk. City Walk. We went to City Walk where we got. Some donuts first from Voodoo Donuts. Um, so that really was our first, um, our first thing. But my overall, I'll, I'll just start it with this. My overall impression of entering the Universal theme parks and just the the generalized impression I get of it as a whole, it does have a different vibe than Disney. It to me feels more adult. Um, Not to say that you shouldn't take your children here or that it's like highly inappropriate. Not at all. It just feels to me more geared toward adults. I mean, you've got things like the Simpsons and stuff like that. Um, You've got, does anybody remember the Kathy uh, comic strip from the nineties? They've still, they're still repping Kathy in the parks. (laughs) Um, So it's just, it's just a different vibe. I'm not going to say it's bad, Um, It's just different. I do still prefer Disney, which was what I figured. I tried to go into it with as open mind as possible um, and trying to respect it for its own thing and not necessarily trying to compare it to Disney. But, you know, out of the two, I still probably prefer Disney. But we had a lot of fun at these parks. And I think that the Harry Potter stuff is just really, you know, they've really done a fabulous job you can tell they've poured a lot of money into this they know that this is their money maker right now and so they are treating it accordingly so my overall impression of entering the universal parks a little bit more fast-paced security system is uh, their security is is more high than than Disney you go through actual metal detectors whereas you don't do that in Disney but the process was pretty quick seamless it did not take a lot of time the lines were not as long as Disney lines Um, so it was a pretty quick and easy process but it's an overall different vibe I mean you've got like you know regular pop music playing as you're entering whereas Disney you've got nostalgic turn-of-the-century style little tunes and ditties playing and, or Disney themed music playing, you know, things like that. It's just a very different feel overall. So already from the get go, to me, it feels more grown up, um, like a place that late teens and twenties and 30 somethings are going to want to hang out. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you said pretty much everything there's to say at this point. Um, I guess I would share those sentiments. I I will share a couple things that right off the bat I think were a bit disappointing to me. As we entered security, uh it was a bit confusing, I will say. I you know, there's people shouting where to go and whatnot. And it's just long walks. Once you get to you know, we uh Olive and I actually came in via lift and then walked from the lift parking area, which you know is like the furthest away you can possibly be. And made our way through security and then down these long corridors to City Walk. It just felt like really, really long walks to get there. And at the end of the night, especially, it felt long. Um, Security was a bit of a jumble, a little bit confusing, but we finally figured it out and got through and everything. There was a mishap with the tickets, and I would say this is maybe one of my bigger criticisms of Universal. I I don't understand why Universal can't mail you your tickets. The fact that you have to go to will call and print your tickets off right there, you, then you get a paper ticket. It doesn't bother me so much that they're paper tickets, but um, I mean Disney mails you your ticket, and you're good. You know, I just don't get why why that's not the case or you can link your magic band and never even have to fuss with a ticket or link it to your iphone and never have to fuss with a magic band you know so disney definitely wins with security and with uh how they handle tickets and all that stuff and there was a little bit of snafu with some of our tickets and you know customer service and guest relations uh was a little bit confusing while we were there trying to figure that whole situation out we finally managed to figure it out and that was just a bit of a frustration. So uh, we wasted, I think, a fair amount of time just trying to get through the ticketing thing, even though the line itself was not that long and, and whatnot. It just it was frustrating. Uh, City Walk was cool, uh, but we didn't spend a lot of time there. We got some donuts at Voodoo Donuts. They were pretty good. Uh, but even to be honest with you, um, I my eyes were bigger than my stomach and I I should have just stuck with getting one donut i got a couple because i wanted to try a few things and chanel got a couple because we wanted to try each other's and whatever and in the end i think i should just ordered one donut and i would have been more than okay and so i yeah i guess overall impressions i share the idea that it feels a little bit more grown up in some areas it feels a bit dated like with kathy as chanel mentioned the comic strip uh was she comic strip or what was she? She was a comic strip. Okay. Comic strip. Uh just felt a little dated. I mean, for some people that's probably pretty cool. And I just I guess I didn't share that, but um it it overall impressions just it, yeah, it feels a little bit older. And you know, I know that there are diehard diehard universal fans, but I guess in the end I was not swayed. I was not swayed towards Universal over Disney by any means. So, uh Chanel.
1: So, City Walk certainly was an exciting place. Lots of action looked like it was going you know going on shops, restaurants, et cetera you know, comparable to Disney Springs, but again, just a more like i don't know dynamic um like adulty feel sort of um whereas to me, Disney Springs almost feels more relaxed, like the vibe is just more relaxed. I don't know how to say that and and like the city walk was just more like dynamic and and, like happening, like more action feeling. I don't know. Um, Voodoo donuts. um, You know, I'm kind of over the gourmet donut craze where, you know, people are coming up with putting cereal on donuts and random things on donuts. It was novel, kind of like the cupcake phase before that, if you know what I'm talking about, like every, you know, decade or so, some Pastry item becomes the hot thing and, and people start putting crazy things on and inside of these things. And, and you get all these themed versions of it. And, um, you know, it's fun. It's been a fun trend uh, for me. It's becoming a tired trend. The place Voodoo Donuts was certainly hopping. I mean, there was plenty of a line um, that moved reasonably uh, quickly. It's a fun themed store. You've got this thing, uh, this sort of turning display case as you're going around the line the line sort of circles around it and you can see the the donuts that they have um so it's all an interesting concept it's you know the menu looked fun and everything we tried various things they were good for what they were um it's a one and done for me i don't i don't need to see it again or do it again Um, so, but if that's your thing, if you like to, if you like a good themed donut, then go for it. Um, lots of other good smells coming from that area. I smelled lots of savory breakfast smells that actually smelled really enticing. Um, but overall city walk looks like a cool place. You know, I could see locals wanting to hang out there. So, um, but moving on into the, the actual theme parks, again, our major goal was Harry Potter. So we sort of breezed through a lot of things to get to, Diagon Alley um, we did pass a Hello Kitty store Olive loves Hello Kitty uh, characters right now and unfortunately we didn't we should have gone in and we didn't. Um, because we thought we'd be able to circle back and we just didn't. So here we go. We're upon entering Diagon Alley, which was one of our main reasons for going. And I just have to say the entryway is so cool. If you've been there and seen it, it's very unassuming. You feel like you're just sort of on, you know, this replica of the streets of London. You turn a corner, bam, there you are. You're hit with Diagon Alley. You're hit with all these wizarding world um, sensory overload things. You know, you can see the dragon at the other end of the street from Gringotts and you can see the Weasley's shop right there. It just looks so fun and inviting. So they really did such a great job with Diagon Alley um I really just the overall sense that I got of this area was really cool um we did kind of breeze through a lot of things we did the wand experience so Olive could see that Olive was grateful that she didn't get chosen to be the wand experience person another little girl did so we kind of watched that fold out I thought it was really cool I thought the actor that portrayed the um the was he was he, who was he portraying was he his own character he wasn't portraying anybody from the movie master wand master i thought that was super duper cool um so that was really neat and it was very it was pretty crowded a lot of people jammed into smaller spaces and things like that but um kind of expected that you can tell that's where the crowd's Go So I'll let Caleb share some thoughts on that and maybe he can share about the ride that we experienced and and some of our thoughts there.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Diagon Alley was really cool. Uh, The overall atmosphere of everything was really cool. Uh, I thought all the way they did all those things, really, really excellent. Probably by far the best part of Universal. And I enjoyed... Uh, stepping into like the Weasley shop, I enjoyed uh stepping into the the Ollivanders, um uh shop there and and doing the experience uh we also i don 't know if Chanel 's ready for this yet or not but went to Ride Gringotts, uh, Escape from Gringotts. That was a fun ride, Uh, but the queue on it was really cool. Line moved fairly quickly. I don't, you know, I think the posted time was 45 minutes, but I think honestly, we probably were through within 25, 30. And uh, what I would say, as far as uh, a really positive thing about Universal, um, I think that the way that they do Rider Swap there is excellent many of the attractions have a dedicated space for parents to go wait with the little one who can't ride the ride uh, where they've got TV screens and chairs or a bench at least where you can sit and usually you're you've got fans or AC depending on where you are at Disney needs to step it up with that Rider Swap at Disney World is uh, Afterthought And most of the time, you're just stuck sitting in the blazing sun. Uh, Universal nailed it with Rider Swap. They call it Child Swap there. But don't be deceived. You're not swapping out your children for other people's children, despite how much you try. And, yeah, so uh, at, at, at the Diagon Alley... Area. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, we got to see the dragon breathing fire. That was really cool to see every 10 minutes or so. I think it does that. And uh, the whole atmosphere just was really cool.
1: Yeah. So um, my take on the Green Guts ride. Uh, the Like Caleb said, the queue is phenomenal. Honestly, that was probably my favorite part. It's just so cool when you go through and you see all of the animatronics there. It really looks really cool. Um, the ride itself was, it was fine. It, it, I didn't dislike it. It didn't change my world, honestly. Because the queue is more memorable, that just leaves me to think that the ride itself is, you know, it's just, it's just there. It's like it's not incredibly memorable for me at least, for me. Um I echo what Caleb said about child swap. They have nailed it at Universal Parks. They even had a changing table, moms, um for you to sit. So air-conditioned, cool place with benches and clips of Harry Potter playing and a changing table. I just thought that was golden. I didn't need it at the time, but that would have been Perfect. Had I needed that, so they really do have it um, down pat for child swap. Um, we did have—I don't know if you remember, Caleb—but this ride did go down. Not while we were on it, but while we were getting ready to get on it. That's right, we were in the pre-show. We were in the pre-show, and that—you know—that was a little excruciating. It was a fairly long wait for that. Like the line portion was not long, but because right when we went into pre-show or were about to go into pre-show the ride went down. I think they even, the cast member, they don't call him cast member, but they're, um, they said that the elevator or something like that mechanism needed some work or something.
0: So in the pre-show, you, you go through the pre-show, which is um, one of the goblins talking to you with, is it Bill or Charlie? I can't remember. It must be Bill. And oh, one of the Weasleys. Ironically, a character who shows up at Hollywood Studios as part of Walt Disney World as well, or the actor does as uh, General Hux. So guys rocking it at both parks. And uh, we were about to exit that area and the ele- or right before we walked into it, first of all, we got delayed um, because the elevator that carries you to the actual loading zone... Of the attraction was down. So then they put us into the pre show. We watched the pre show and we had to wait a little bit longer. And people were getting a bit restless. Finally, we got through that and boarded the ride. The ride was fun. I actually liked the ride. Um, Olive liked the ride. And that goes a long way into making something enjoyable. And Olive got to ride it twice because of the whole rider swap thing. She got to ride it with me and Uncle Paul and Aunt Marcel. And then she got to ride it with um, Chanel as well. And so that that was fun. We you know, we enjoyed that ride. After the ride, uh, we went and explored a little bit more, I think, you know, just real quickly. Again, we maybe felt a little bit rushed for time, uh, again, because that park closed at five and there was so much we wanted to do. I kind of wish we'd slowed down a little bit because, again, first-time visitors, uh, we should have we should have said, hey, let's slow down. Um, but then we went after exploring a little bit more and got lunch at... Uh, the Leaky Cauldron. That's in London, and uh, it was good. Um, I have a few things that maybe I didn't enjoy. I, I think the largeness of it and the overwhelming amount of people made me a bit anxious. That's not necessarily a complaint against Universal. It's just it's just what it is. I don't in particularly enjoy that atmosphere. I get it though. You want to get as many people in and out of it because it's going to be popular, right? Um, I felt like our meal was rushed a little bit. And to be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy my meal as much. I, I, I ordered the fish and chips just because that's what I'm prone to do. And it was just okay. And the butterbeer was great. I, I In the end, I think it was just a bit of you know, what, cream soda or something like that, to be honest with you, with a little bit of extra foam. Uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, it was it was good. Uh, I would say, you know, the age-old debate as to whether it's better than LeFou's Brew at Walt Disney World, I would say I think the Butterbeer's better. Um, I've had a taste of the LeFou's Brew, and I just wasn't impressed with it. I'm not a big apple juice fan, and I think a fair amount of LeFou's Brew is apple juice. Uh, so I think Butterbeer's better. And... I'll give it to Chanel as we worked our way over to the Hogwarts Express.
1: Yeah, so um, my take on Leaky Cauldron, I love the atmosphere of Leaky Cauldron. I think it looks so cool. Unfortunately, I was facing a wall, but I got a good look at it when we entered the dining hall and left the dining hall. And I'm like, Oh, it looks so cool. Just the spot we were in, we were sort of under like the mezzanine level, and I was facing a wall. So that's not fun. But um, food was good. I got a vegan um, sort of impossible meat pie, like a, it's supposed to be like a kind of like a steak and ale pie, but with like, you know, the impossible meat substitute. Um, pretty good. Oh, pretty good for what it was. Um, I think it did have some large, chunky mushrooms that I couldn't see very well because we were kind of in a dark, cavernous area of the restaurant. And I don't like mushrooms. So getting a mouthful of mushroom was not fun for me. But if you um, are looking for meatless options, they have them there. And you would probably enjoy that if you don't mind mushrooms. Um, so good, uh, good food, a little bit, you know, they kind of rush you in and out. I mean, but overall it was a fun experience and I'm glad we ate there. I'm glad I tried the butterbeer. I I had a feeling I would not like it because I had a feeling. I I think I'd heard reviews and things like that. It's sort of cream soda ish and I really don't like cream soda, but I had to get it. And so I took, you know, several obligatory sips and it was, um, it was barely it was barely tolerable for me, but I don't like cream soda.
0: We should mention we just got the standard butter beer. We didn't get like the hot butter beer. We didn't get the frozen butter beer. We just got to guess what is like the normal version of butter beer.
1: Exactly. So for me, it wasn't it wasn't good for me, but I knew that going into it.
0: I think I would rather have your butter beer cupcakes that you made for me all those years ago any day over the butter beer we drank.
1: Yes, I agree. But those cupcakes are a piece of work. So um, so we got the lemon squash as well. I think that's what they called it, um, which is basically lemonade. That was really tasty. And gilly water. And gilly water, which is just a bottle of water with a special label on it. But it's fun. Um, so I really did enjoy the Leaky Cauldron overall. Yes, I did. Um, on our way, so our plan at this point, after we knocked around in a couple of shops, um, and the shops are so excellently themed. They really are. Like, if you can take your time, I really wish we would have taken our time a little bit more in Diagon Alley. Um, so from there, we decided to go on to uh, the other park via the Hogwarts Express. But first, we took a turn through Nocturne Alley, which I think is wonderful, and I think it's expertly themed. And I think there were the Diagon Alley. The street itself was crowded, but Nocturne Alley was not that crowded. So I don't know if people just don't really notice it or are. Don't really, I don't, I don't know why, but, um, so we went into Borgen and Burks which I thought, again, expertly themed, very small, so watch it, I did attempt it with a stroller, which probably wasn't the best, um, because it's a very small shop, but it's really cool, um, I'll say this real quick, and then move on, but, um, there are wand interactions all throughout this area all throughout Diagon Alley. And so if you have a wand or you purchase a wand like Olive did, you can use them at various locations to, you know, use your wand to do cool things. That was kind of tricky for the kids. I noticed for Olive, she had some trouble. Other children had trouble getting the wrist motion, getting the motion just right so that the sensor picks it up. Uh, The adult usually had to help the child. And even then it was kind of tricky. So swish and flick
0: my suggestion there what i kept hearing from the and again i don't know what they're called cast members uh is to think small uh usually when olive would you know swish and flick or do whatever the motion was she would do it in very large motions and you know somebody would come by and be like look at that tiny little square and you know keep your wand within that like and they would kind of like with their finger Maybe make like a four-inch square. So my suggestion is if you're doing this for the first time and have never done before and seem to be struggling, think small. Uh, Make your movements small, and it might work. It worked better when people would do that. So that's my suggestion.
1: Okay. So from there, we take the Hogwarts Express. Um, which is a really cool concept that it's another way to get into. That's Islands of Adventure. Is that right? Um, so that's a way to get into Islands of Adventure if you've got the the type of ticket that can do that. And um, there was a good bit of a wait for the Hogwarts Express. I mean, guess not anything crazy, but there was a bit of a wait. And they do have accessible ways to do this. If you have stroller or wheelchair, we did have to take an elevator to get up to the platform nine and three quarters. And so that was fun going to platform nine and three quarters. You can see Hedwig there and you can see uh, Harry's luggage um, and all kinds of fun things. And to me, the my best part of the day was actually taking the Hogwarts express over to islands of adventure to see the the wizarding world, the original Harry Potter Part of the Universal Parks, um, that was so much fun. The the train car that they put you in is so well themed. Um, they take they you are not able to take your stroller on, but they will load your they load your stroller up somewhere else. And when you get off, you will find your stroller. Um, the only one critique I had of this was that the screens that you watch that are supposed to make it look like you know you're. Rolling through the countryside of Scotland on the Hogwarts Express, the screen technology there was a little, maybe not so great. Like the picture quality was not super great, but uh, but still, that was for me that was fairly minor. Just getting to ride in one of those box cars and seeing all the theming inside the box car was just a lot of fun. So uh, we get off there, we disembark at the Wizarding World, and you can tell to me that this is the slightly older um, themed Harry Potter thing, but it's still really cool. You see this impressive view of the Hogwarts Castle covered in snow, and it's just really cool. I would have loved to have been there on a cooler day, because by this point, it's pretty hot in the day, like low-mid 80s, so I mean, it could be worse. I mean, this is Florida we're talking about. Could have been in the 90s, so I wasn't complaining too much. But the theming there is a lot of fun, too. Very crowded. Um you know that 's just to be expected, very crowded going into the shops, but uh overall, a lot of fun i 'll let Caleb comment further
0: so we went into the honey dukes area here and got some candy, which of course you know we 're bergs. We have to do that. We also rode the flight of the hippogriff uh that was a was sold as a fun roller coaster to me, but I did not enjoy uh i don 't like roller coasters, so there you go. That That's just how it is. Uh, Olive seemed to enjoy it when she wrote it with Chanel, not so much with me, which seemed to be a trend throughout this trip. Uh, I guess I'm just too afraid of everything in life. And uh, yeah, so I thought that the view when we got off of the Hogwarts Express was incredible. Just walking into Hogsmeade and all that good stuff. The problem was as soon as you got into hogsmeade as you walked in the view kind of got less impressive as you went and you know i think they did better maybe with the diagon alley of keeping you in the magic so to speak no pun intended um whereas with hogsmeade i personally felt like once you kind of crossed a certain point kind of the magic kind of dissipated a bit and you you didn't feel as i guess entrenched in the whole experience, um, maybe it's because it was you know a little bit older at this point, and they didn't, hadn't done so much, uh, invested as much. I don't know. Um, also, I think maybe one of the things that throws me for a loop, although it, it does give you the ability to ride the Hogwarts Express, I kind of feel this a, a little bit of disconnection between having one area in one park and another area in another park, and now with the addition of you know, epic universe coming in 2025, there will be another Harry Potter area, but in another park. And I I don't like that. I I think that's sloppy planning. I mean, if you want that much Harry Potter stuff, I think you need to maybe make one whole park be a Harry Potter park. And uh, yeah, so for me, that kind of loses a little bit of the experience having to jump from park to park And I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that. I I could very well be, but um, yeah, I don't know. Chanel, what do you think?
1: I think if they're building a whole new park, why not take a large section of one of those older parks and instead of putting Harry Potter stuff in the new park, convert one of the older park sections into more Harry Potter. I don't mind it as of yet being in two parks just because you get to take the Hogwarts Express, Like, that is really cool. But yeah, having it in three parks, that's just crazy. But it's probably a moneymaker on their idea, because you got to pay three park admissions. So
0: So what's coming in Epic Universe, from what I've been told, is the Ministry of Magic, which is in London also. You've got the streets of London, so to speak, in the Universal Studios Florida Park. So why not just expand that and just dump all sorts of new stuff here unrelated to Harry Potter into Epic Universe and just expand the Harry Potter area, add Ministry of Magic to Universal Studios Park... Um, you know, right next to the entrance to Diagon Alley and all that stuff. So uh, that would make the most sense to me. And then you can keep the the whole Hogwarts Express over to Islands Adventure. You know that that ride really was the best part. So I can I I can understand not getting rid of that. Uh, but that's kind of how I would do it
1: sounds good to me i'm sure there's universal people maybe listening going anathema like that's awful how could you ever but whatever we don't know anything um so um hippogriff the hippogriff ride i enjoyed to me it's comparable to like um goofy's like barnstormer at disney you know this is a short kid roller coaster it's not too crazy it doesn't take long it could be Thirty seconds longer for me, and it would be amazing. Um, I love the view of the castle that you get when you first take off on the ride, and you go up that first, you know, that first drop. Um, you get a nice view of the Hogwarts castle. It's a fun little ride. I wouldn't wait terribly long for this, or if I didn't have kids with me, maybe I would skip it or something because it's it's a kid coaster, but it's a fun coaster. Um, so that's my take on that. From there, from Hogwarts we went on into the Jurassic Park area. Olive really likes Jurassic Park. And I have to say, I didn't have high expectations for this because I just didn't have high expectations for Universal. But I thought that this area of the park was really well-themed and really enjoyable and really nice. I like the jungly feel, you know. Um, The only ride that we did do was the, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's basically the Collie River Rapids of Jurassic Park is what I'm calling it. I think it's, um, it's called something
0: like Jurassic Park River
1: Ride. It's called like Jurassic Park River Ride or something. So that's the only Jurassic Park ride that we did do, that that all of us did. Now, Olive did a ride with Uncle Paul, sort of like a rap. Pter- Teradon Flyer. She did that with Uncle Paul. As a little envious to be honest, I actually did want to do that ride, but Olive selected Uncle Paul to do that ride with her. And this is a ride that you have to you have to have a child with you to go on this ride. So adults, you can't just go hop on this ride. You've got to have a child under a certain height. That you are accompanying on this ride. So I didn't get to do it, but that's okay. Marcel and Caleb and Fern and I kind of took a little rest and Fern had fun um, just sort of meandering in this little seating area that we were at and playing with flower petals, which um, if you've ever heard any of our reportings on our first ever Disney trip with Olive when we went to Disneyland, Olive's favorite thing was flower petals and sticks and twigs. And Fern is following suit in her sister's footsteps. And she had so much fun playing with flower petals and sticks and twigs. <laughs> so when you're, when you are a baby, when you're 18 months old, your world is very small. So parents don't be surprised if you take your child that's aged three or four and under, I'd say three and under, if you take them to a big theme park And they just don't get into all the big stuff. And all they want to do is play with sticks and twigs. That's because their world still is very small and close to them. So they like the little things that they can touch, see, and feel. So don't be shocked if your child is not overly impressed with all the big things surrounding them or big rides or big stuff. Or they get overwhelmed by those things. Give them something small and close to them to do and play with and they'll be happy. Fern was so excited. We went into one area of Jurassic Park where she, all she had, to, all she I mean, it was like a child's play area and she just ran up and down a ramp like over and over and thought it was the best thing in the world. So make sure if you're going to these parks with little people, like little small children, that you're finding areas for them to release their energy and have fun.
0: Yeah, we'll kind of draw this thing to a conclusion because this kind of really was towards the end of our day. Uh, by this point in our day, 5 o'clock had rolled around and Universal Studios was closed, so we couldn't get back there to check out the Minions area. Or or I think what was most devastating was to Olive that we couldn't get back there to check out the area, or the store really that was the Hello Kitty and Friends store. Uh, in the end, I don't know how much that would have mattered, because the one thing that we kept noticing at all the merch stops was they had a lot of Hello Kitty, they had a lot of the other characters, but no, I, I probably won't pronounce this right, Kuromi, which is her favorite character. And we ended up finding some Karomi stuff at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot, so it all worked out in the end for her. Um as we were wrapping up our day, you know we did the Jurassic Park stuff that was all fun I, I enjoyed the river ride uh, there was some elements of it that were a little less great because they you know had some updates going on construction going on looked like they had removed one of the animatronic dinosaurs they had just covered it up with a scrim but yet the audio of the encounter was there so that was a little bit you know just a little bit lame and I had gotten a little bit confused because I thought there were elements of Jurassic World, the newer series, in this attraction, and there weren't. Apparently, that's just at the Hollywood version uh, and not here in Florida. So, missed out on that. I was looking forward to that and a little bit disappointed that it wasn't there. And then we walked through Islands of Adventure and we didn't really ride anything else. And we just kind of called it a night. And, yeah, I, I think I wish we would have done at least something else Um, but we didn't. Islands of Adventure... Ooh, uh, sorry, Fern just uh, hit herself in the eye with a colored pencil. Uh, She's okay. Uh, I think there were some areas that I would have liked to explore a little bit, but we didn't. Again, a lot of it looks like it is geared for older audience. Um, I'm not big for, you know, these big attractions, these big drops and roller coasters. We did not ride the Velociraptor ride, the Velocicoaster. We did not ride Hagrid's something or other. Um, I wouldn't have really wanted to ride those anyways. I know they're new. I know they're popular, but not my thing. And then on our way out, you know, we walked through a lot of Islands of Adventure, the comic book area, uh, and I, I don't know what the other area was. It kind of Seemed reminiscent of Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. It looked alright, looked cool, uh, but we we headed it out, headed out for the day. Uh, we ended up eating dinner at Art of Animation at Walt Disney World property. There, uh, I don't think we're talking about that today, though. We'll talk about that on a different episode. So, overall impressions, I guess. Let's wrap this thing up. Are we convinced about Universal? I'm speaking for myself only. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I would probably give it another chance and explore some things at a little bit slower pace, maybe even do a couple days just so that we can see more of it. But in the end, I I think the crowd is different. The, The experience is different. It just feels a lot more like a typical theme park. And as we've mentioned before, we're not exactly theme park fans as much as we are Walt Disney World and Disneyland, Disney Parks fans. So for us, it it lacked a lot of that nostalgic draw that really brings us to Disney. And uh, so my take is I probably would give it another try, but I'm not going to come back year after year after year. Just it's not for me.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say similar. Um, it For what it was, it was very good. We enjoyed the parts that we spent some time in. For me, this would be a park that I would see going to every seven to ten years, eight to ten years. You know, I don't need to go this to this every year. I don't need to go to this every other year. I would go once a decade thereabouts just to see, you know, what kind of updates they do to the Harry Potter stuff. And that would be the only thing I'd really be mainly interested in, just checking out the Harry Potter things once a decade or something like that.
0: Yeah, so I guess my my response then to those who are just constantly on a kick that Universal is nailing it and Disney is missing it or that somehow Universal is better than Disney. To be frank with you, I don't know what you're smoking. I don't I don't know where you got that, but um it's not it's just not better. Um the the Harry Potter stuff was cool, but again, I mean, I I just think Disney is better and and to each their own. If you enjoy Universal, that's your thing. Go at it, you know, to each their own. I I can see that people would like it and enjoy it, but it's just not for me. And so we're Disney people. We'll keep being Disney people. So we're going to draw this to a conclusion. Uh, you're welcome to share your thoughts with us. Please try to be nice. Uh, let us know what we did wrong, uh, what we did right. Are we are we correct in our assessment? Are we wrong in our assessment? Let us know. Uh, and, you know, come back. Don't be too angry with us, but come back, because we're going to kick it back off next week with another Disney episode, and we're going to be exploring some more of what we did on our recent trip, and I think you'll get a kick out of some of the things that we did. We sure had a lot of fun, and even our Universal Day was fun. Don't get us wrong. We had a good time. Uh, But that does it for today. We are That Vacation Co., serving you the most delightful destinations.